Welcome to Real Talk Arkansas. I'm your host, Cody Ford, Director of Outreach and Statewide Programs for the Arkansas Cinema Society. Now, one of the really important things in film that a lot of times people overlook whenever you think about it, just because when it works really well, it's so good that you don't even notice it, is music. I mean, that is such a pivotal thing. You know, occasionally you can get some of these just really lo-fi horror films like your Blair Witch Projects and things like that. They're able to pull it off without music, but typically we're, we're going to need a score of some sort, you know, we're, we're going to need uh, something to really build up the suspense, to lighten the mood, all of those good things. And when you're starting out with independent filmmaking, sometimes it's hard to find people to score your films. And here in Arkansas, we're lucky that we are, we have a few and we're slowly building up the number of composers here. But today we're going to talk to one of those. Uh, and we're, we have Dwayne Adcock from Hot Springs on the show. Dwayne, welcome to Real Talk Arkansas. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's just start off because, I mean, you're composing for films and other uh, you know, commercial type projects now, but l that's not quite your background. It, it's, it's a little bit different. So let's talk about you. You started off in the ministry and working uh, within the music ministry, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm a yeah, I'm a third generation minister. Uh, I was uh, I was raised in Oklahoma. Uh, I'm an Okie. So uh, coming from that um, went, uh, I, I was, I've been ministering since early in high school and all of that. I wrote my first song uh, actually after I wrote my first orchestration. Uh, it was kind of backwards. I wrote my first orchestration at 12. I uh, wrote my first song at 13 and uh, started preaching and, and singing and music ministry at age 15. And um, so been been going a good while now. Yeah, you've been hard at work putting that getting that 10,000 hours in, as they say. Now, I'm yeah. curious here, you said you did an orchestration before you wrote your first song. So I assume when you say writing your first song, more of a pop structure with first chorus type thing versus like to just define define those terms for me what you think they're saying for an orchestration i'm just yeah curious. so so orchestration uh we're dealing with we're dealing with a number of instruments uh in this case when i was 12 i just you know i just i decided you know what i'm i'm just gonna go i always had the thought in my head just never executed um so i was like i'm gonna go big so i wrote uh, i wrote for full orchestra, <laughs> just wrote a piece, just composed a piece. Uh, whereas at age 13, when I wrote my first song, uh, when you typically think of a song, you typically think, oh, there's a lyric with a song. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I mean by that. I wrote my yeah. first lyrical song at 13, but my first orchestration, my first composition at 12. So yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty impressive to be a 12-year-old. Like, I don't know, what, what Mozart and Beethoven, what they starting out around that age or maybe a little sooner? They, but, they were, yeah. 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 Mozart, certainly. Yeah, well, well, that's wild. So how many did you grow up playing just multiple instruments? I didn't. I, um, I actually, I've been, I've been singing on stage since I was two. Um, my, my, my parents would put me up at these ministers meetings when I was a little kid and I'd sing on stage and everything. And, um, 
and so I've so I have a strong singing background in that regard. That's my bachelor degree actually is in vocal performance. But um, but then uh, you know I took I took some piano lessons when I was little, um, but I didn't get very far. And the reason why was because the piano teachers would go to my parents and say, I can't get him to do any of the things I'm asking him to do. He wants to make up his own stuff. And so I was so uh, so that's that's kind of how that went. And I didn't seriously get into instrumental uh, playing. I'm a multi-instrumentalist now, but I didn't get into playing an instrument um, until around college is whenever it started breaking out. Okay, so you know, you mentioned that you you, you majored in voice and everything, and you mm-hmm. picked up all these different instruments. So you're, you're doing that, and then you're doing it more in the ministry, and you're writing gospel songs then through during this period. I was I was okay. writing gospel, okay. uh, praise and worship. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. So that that goes on for a while, but tell us about your love of film. Was was there a love of movies at this point in time, or did that come a little bit later? There was a love of film music, uh, not so much the film um, until later. I mean, I love film now, don't get me wrong. But no, the film music always kind of, uh, it, it gave me pause. Um, so when you're in, when you're in church ministry, or I'll, I'll, for my experience, when I was in church ministry full time, um, you're typically because you need to move your music department down the road. You're typically isolated uh, in some senses to just listening to gospel music and you know what's what's working, what's not, that kind of thing. It's very much its own world. Um, and so I didn't get. I didn't get exposed all that much, but when I did, it gave me a lot of pause. And, and I just, there was something that creatively I was going, man, that that's just, that's just ringing bells left and right inside of me. And um, so that's how that's, that's how that went about. And do you recall some of those early scores that really stood out to you? Uh. Yeah, maybe not specific films, but composers, certainly, uh, you know, naturally, John Williams uh, sits at the top of the list. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Elfman really, Elfman really, really got me. Oh, Danny Elfman's Elfman. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, he, he really got me. Um, and, um, you know, uh I'd be remiss if I didn't include Hans Zimmer naturally. Uh, Hans is kind of the poster boy for, for film score, especially right now, but he's been in a long time Mm -hmm. and and what he does, he does well. Uh, But also uh, uh, Ennio Marcon. He loved uh, his scores. Really, really, really enjoyed his scores. So yeah, those, those guys, um, those those are what really caught my ear at first yeah 
Okay, so, you know, you're hearing some of those scores that's really speaking to you, and, and I, I feel like it, in a lot of ways, like sort of the music that you're doing within your ministry, it, it's ser- serving a similar purpose in, in a way with the film in that you're trying to build up the emotions and like sort of build up to more of a of a climax. I mean, maybe I'm misspeaking on that, but but when I kind of think of it, there, there's a similar vibe. I mean, I grew up going to church and everything, and I remember like we would always open 30 minutes of singing, you know, and, and like, right. and that really... I don't. It, I know hype is not a great term to use in that context, but it built up that emotional state of everyone. So whenever a minister got there, you know, it's, I think people were more open to the message they were hearing. It, right. what, what are your thoughts? Do, do, am, am I kind of out off base on that in, in terms of what a music ministry might do? No, there's the there's a good theological debate there, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I'm not trying to dig into that part of it. Uh, well, it's uh, there, there's there's a number of philosophies going into music ministry, and um, some you know some would go right along with that. Some would go wait, whoa, slow your jets there, you know. Uh, but uh, no, you're no, you're you're very much there because music music is a universal language, and uh, regardless, you know, you could walk into a foreign country. And not have any idea what the dialects are, what the language is. I mean, you just you just don't know. But if you want to grab people's attention and really connect with them, you sit down with nothing but a guitar or uh, even just a flute or something like that, uh, percussion and that kind of thing. And people connect with that. And that and and they go with that. And so within the church context, uh, without getting too preachy, um, you know, God made music in order to touch things in the heart that um, words just simply can't. And so in that way, because deep calls unto deep, you know, music. Music is going to be involved there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, you wrote for years in your music ministry. You're also writing gospel songs and things like that, and right. you're to- touring throughout that time, right? Somewhat, or I wasn't touring. Okay. Uh, no, I was very much. I was. I was staying in the studio, slaving over a hot song. Okay. And that's how, that was, yeah. That was. Uh, that's what it was. You know, songwriting. Um, Songwriting is different. Uh, songwriting, there's a lot of parallels, but there's a lot of differences as yeah, well. Yeah. And with whenever, whenever you have songwriting involved, um, there's a there's a commercial aspect of it, and then there's a personal aspect of it. And in order to operate inside the commercial aspect, um, it's it's hard. It's it's very difficult songwriting. Um, what I've been told and what I pass down to other songwriters coming behind me is very simply this: don't go into this full time unless you know that's exactly what, what you're supposed to be doing because it's a business of rejection. That's just all there is to it. You're going to get 200 no's before you get a yes. And it's and it's t- it's not for the faint of heart by any stretch. 
Yeah, I think that's a very good point. I think that goes for writing and just, you know, a lot of creative endeavors. You've got to be prepared for that door to slam in your face quite a bit before they leave it open for you. So I'm curious, you know, you've been doing uh, music ministry for a long time. What made you make the jump into composing? Did you immediately start off with like movies or did you start off with like commercials or or TV? Uh, Tell us how how that part went. So... Well, it took me a while. I mean, I didn't jump straight from uh, straight from full-time church work into film. Yeah. Uh, there, there was quite a quite a number of years in between there. So after I got done, uh, after, after the Lord changed my season, is what He did, and, and changed my path and all of that. He tends to do that sometimes with some people and he did, did it for me. And so, um, after, after full-time music ministry work, um, I then went freelance on faith, (laughs) um, being an arranger, I would come alongside various churches and music ministers and um, I would arrange for their orchestras, their choirs, that kind of thing, and did that for a number of years. Um, did some leadership consulting in the process and, you know, that kind of thing. In that, in that part of the journey, um, uh, I, I was favored to be able to write for some of the largest churches in America uh, as it concerned their stage productions for Christmas and Easter and whatnot, and uh, just weekend, week out stuff as well, and all of that. So I did that for, for quite, a, quite a long time, and, um, and then uh, moved over into really hitting the Nashville side of things with songwriting. And so I was raised on Southern gospel and Southern gospel is a genre that you love to hate or you hate to love. Um, and so it's, uh, some people have some strong opinions against it. Some have some for it. I was raised on it. Yeah. And so it's, it was, a it was a default. It's a, it's a default in my, in my fiber, if you will. And so I started writing Southern gospel and all of that and um, started, uh, started gaining quite a bit of attention. Um, was fortunate to have a number one song back in February of 19. Uh, name of the song was called run the race and um, all of that. And that was, that was all great and good. But the thing with songwriting is if you're not careful, it's really easy to get pigeonholed um, into one genre and that kind of thing. And you go, Oh, well, yeah, that's, you know, name a writer. And most likely there's going to be one genre attributed to them and that's it. And for me, creatively, I was I was going. I can't I can't live here my whole life. I've got a whole lot more music in me than this. I in my arranging all of those years prior, um, I was I mean I was writing just about every genre out there, and and I was and I was loving it. Um, it it really fed a creative appetite for me, 
And so getting stuck inside of Southern gospel, it's a niche uh, genre. And so it's, I was like, I, I just can't, I, I can't live here. And so um, I, I just, man, through a lot of prayer, uh, honestly, I, uh, and I, I started seeing film. I started seeing what was happening in this part of the country uh, between Arkansas and Oklahoma, uh, the way film was, was going on and that kind of thing. And I was like, you know, I, I, I think I can, I think I can do this. So I went back to school. I've, I've already got, I've already got plenty of degrees under my belt, but I went back to school and I graduated actually this coming February uh, with my MFA and music composition with emphasis in scoring for media and pictures. That's, that's awesome. Uh, where are you getting that from? Uh, Vermont college of fine arts. Oh, Vermont. cool. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so yeah, you made that jump and you did that. What were some of the early projects that presented themselves and for, for this sort of composition for you? Well, uh, naturally, school uh, is what kind of helped me kick off. Um, I've been fortunate to be under the tutelage of um, some great experienced uh, film composers who've, who've been in the field for a while. Uh, the guy that I'm working under... Um, currently um he also teaches at juilliard and he is who started me off in the program my first semester and so he threw projects at me like um lost he's personal friends with michael giacchino and so uh giacchino was kind enough to give him the work cuts to lost uh so that he could use them on his students and that's so, really cool so, so yeah so I got to I got to work with that and um, uh, Don Shire, uh, who was the composer for uh, Zodiac uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah, a few years back, um, I I did a full I did a three Q montage on that was a semester project um, of some things. I actually scored a scene off of that movie that. Um, Shire and I, I uh, memory fails me on who the director was for that film, but uh, David uh, Fincher. Yes, Fincher. Uh, Fincher and Shire decided for one scene that they actually did not want any music in the scene. They wanted the sound design to do to do what it did, and um, so my my advisor says. I've always kind of had an issue with that. So I want you to write music for this scene that actually doesn't have music in it and um, everything. So I was able to do that and it was fun. Uh, it was great and uh, was able to just go through um, a lot of things. I He threw Bernard Herman stuff at me, Alfred Hitchcock, uh, Vertigo. Um, That's a great one. I, yeah, worked on Vertigo. Uh, worked on um, uh, I Buried My Heart at Wounded Knee, uh, HBO movie uh, yeah. about Sitting Bull. Yeah. Uh, did some documentary stuff and um, all of that. So, yeah, just really great training ground. And then my other advisor that has carried me through, um, 
he's got he's got a great resume as well. Um, he's he's been a part of three different Super Bowl commercials, and nice. so he's uh, he works more in the commercial and sonic branding side of things, uh, yeah. gaming as yeah. well. And so um, I've got some good. I've got some some gained some great experience through him as well. So I'm not just open for film. I'm also available for uh, commercial and sonic branding type stuff as well. So well, that that's amazing. And so I know you mentioned you had written a lot of different genres and things. So stepping from because Southern gospel and praise music and all that they have such a definitive sound. It has an effect. It, there was no like. Do you feel like there's a heavier lift for you to get into like more of composition, or it was just your, your mind could just shift in another direction musically on it. That switch flipped pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, it did. It, it, uh, I, I realized really quick, um, yeah, we've all got our strengths and our weaknesses and it's good for a person to know what it is on both sides of those. One of my strengths is to adapt quickly, um, pretty versatile. And so I realized really quick that in film, there is no, I, I, the experimentation is without limit. Uh, there are so many ways that you could go and, and it just for a creative that just makes the neurons start firing big time and all of that. And so that's been the greatest joy for me uh, has been, you know, there are not these, set rules for what's going to make it on radio or you know this this is not going to work with a congregation or that yeah. kind of thing yeah. i'm working i'm working on supporting the vision of the director i serve yeah. with the pleasure so i so being able to do that and just work with any and everything uh has just been phenomenal i love it now you mentioned you're working there with the director. What is how does your collaborative process work, and do you have any tips maybe for directors that are starting off how they can make the job easier for a composer? That's a great question. Um, I my experience with directors has been nothing but positive up to this point. Um, there is there is a bit of a saying that floats around the film composer community that says you haven't actually made it as a film composer until you get fired off a project. But I haven't I haven't had the haven't had the uh, <clears throat> bittersweet joy of experiencing that <laughs> yet. Um, but uh, yeah, the um, directors directors tend to speak a different language than composers do because there's so much focus on the time in filmmaking on the visual. And so it's, it's more often than not, it, it seems that directors don't give equal attention to the sound until after they've built the visual and at that point um you know they'll come up with they'll come up with a temp list temp music and and that kind of thing and 
there's a lot of different philosophies uh, and thoughts that go around tent music and all of that. Um, one of the things that um, one of the things that I I always struggle with is when I see that a director is fixing to get married to a piece of temp music. Um, and what I mean by that is um, they almost take on this, this approach of, or at least they communicate it this way. They may not intend to, but this approach of, um, I want you to, I, I'm, I want you to, to do better than this. And yeah. if you can't do better than this, then I'm gonna, you know, and, I, and it and it and what it does is it really, um, it kind of leaves a composer in a state of limbo. Yeah. And so we, uh, you know, we speak. Um, I had a recent uh, a recent feature that I just finished. Uh, the director, um, the director wanted a revision on a cue uh, and all and all of that. That wasn't a problem. But I asking questions uh, both both from the director and from the composer. You can't ask too many questions. Uh, the the thing is is uh, you know from the get go the composer worth his stock serves at the pleasure he serves the vision of the director and if the director's not careful <laughs> you get a strong-headed composer he's going to bring his own vision to the table and try to put that on your film well that's that's not the way it should be yeah. um, and all of that but what they do, um, a lot of it is because there's there's a difference in communication styles and there's a difference in semantics. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, case in point, going back to this director I was working with, he told me on the revision, he said, I need something big. And I was like, uh, you got to you gotta give me more than that I big mean, is, I, a, is a vague term there i mean i can i can give you big with a tuba i mean yeah. you know what what, what marching is bands what, are big hans zimmer right, is big right. which one do you want so what you know, you know big is such a broad term so my so i feel like a lot of my job as a composer is actually to bring out the specifics from the director in order to help ensure a modicum of success here. Um, and so I'm asking questions, I'm going, okay, let's talk about big for a minute. Well, short, long story short, what we ended up at was he needed, he wanted something more dense. Well, okay, now we're talking. Dense is a different, that's a different horse there, you know? So, um, so I was able to go in instrumentally and give him something more dense um, and, and all of that. And so there's just that, just that matter of, and, and I actually, I had the pleasure of speaking at university of Memphis just a week or so back for Marty Lang, a filmmaker over yeah, there. I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Marty, Marty's a great guy. And I was able to speak to his graduate film production class and, 
um, I put them onto this one tool, and it's it's very simply uh, it's a website rhymezone.com. Um, rhymezone.com not only is it a gift to songwriters who write lyric, but but it's also on that site it has it gives you synonyms for any word that you put into it. And I told him, I said, keep this available because when you're looking for a word, but that translates differently to a composer, then look for another word that's going to be more specific. And so in this case, it, it, it brings a lot of help. Communication, you know, it goes without saying communication's huge in any field. It's that's that's life, but especially in collaborative creativity. I think that's really awesome. We're going to have to drop that URL in the show notes for sure for people who are interested. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to wrap it up here in a minute. But before we do, let's talk about some of these projects you're working on right now. I think you're working with Jason Pitts on a, a film at the moment. I am right in the middle of it where I'm, I'm looking and uh, hoping to have hoping to have it done this coming weekend, as a matter of fact, as far as my part is concerned. Yeah, yeah that's uh, awesome. But no, Jason's uh, Jason's got a film called When the Stairs Creek. Uh, this is kind of a departure for Jason. Um, stylistically, he's Jason's known for his horror films and that kind of thing. This film is not a horror film. Um, it, it's a deep film. Um, it's deep emotionally. Um, and I encourage, um, there's, there is a viewing coming up, um, November 4th, I believe it is. And it's actually going to take place on the location site where they shot the film Yeah, uh, or they're going to show the premiere of this tickets are limited. They're very cheap. Um, I would I would encourage you to reach out to it. Bailey Freeman is the lead actress uh, in this. She does a phenomenal job with it. Jason Durkee is also a lead actor in it as well. And uh, they they did a great job with this film um, and uh, pulling off uh, really a tough topic. Um, it's based off of a popular song. Uh, it's based off of the song Little Talks by uh, the band of Monsters and Men. Yeah. And um, just, a, just a great, it, it's, it's a great little film. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. Uh, it's about 20, somewhere between 20 and 22 minutes. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see it. And I think we may even try to do a screen with him in the near future as well. So, yeah. uh, Dwayne, if people want to, if a director wants to get in touch with you or, you know, and may possibly work with you, how can they do that? They can go to my website. Uh, my website is setapartcreative.online. Um, that's my website. Now, disclaimer, you're not going to find much there as it pertains to a demo reel uh there's there's really nothing there other than the splash screen i did that but um otherwise it's informational but but that's a good way to get to me set apart creative dot online uh from there uh you would be able to find an email address my phone number and reach out to me I'm very open to talk with uh any and all directors uh or commercial uh, 
commercial branding, advertising, any anything like that. Awesome. Well, Dwayne, thank you for stopping by Real Talk Arkansas today. You bet. Thank you. Real Talk Arkansas is a production of the Arkansas Cinema Society. Theme music by Amos Cochran. To learn more about ACS, visit our website, arkansascinemasociety.org, or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter.